Hey there, my name is Katie Romagnolo, and ever since I can remember, I've been obsessed with magic. Have you ever wondered why some people seem to have all the luck? Why is it that one person can struggle with years of hard work to accomplish very little, and yet another can seem like an overnight success? I started out in this life thinking that I could logically plan my way to success. But after a decade of struggling, feeling unappreciated, and ultimately hitting rock bottom, I finally broke the code. Life has a flow, and that movement is greatly influenced by our universe. The moon holds a sacred rhythm to health, wealth, and happiness for you to tap into. Join me weekly to learn how to harness the power of the moon to achieve your goals, find your purpose in life, and balance your emotions while figuring it all out. Yes, you can change your life. Now as a best-selling author in mental and spiritual healing, I am infusing all of my most magical tools for you here so that you can embrace the life you crave. Welcome to the Moon Magic Podcast. Welcome back. I'm your host, Katie Romaniolo, and today I have a very special guest, Karen Holloway is with me, who is an amazing health and life coach. And we connected recently on some pretty incredible synchronicities. I am so excited for you to share your story. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here today. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. And I know a lot of your clients refer to you as Coach K, which I love too. So welcome, Coach K. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And we're jumping right into this amazing new moon energy today, which is all about fresh beginnings. We've come through a bit of a sort of retrograde and eclipse season recently that has some people feeling a bit of a funk. So if you have felt in a fog, just know that you're not alone. We are starting fresh on a new cycle today and hang out with us here for a bit to really get an infusion of some energy. Cause Karen, you are a firecracker. I, I love your personality. <laughs> oh, thank you. I just, I try to keep it real. That's it. Yeah. Just keep it real. <laughs> Absolutely. I adore you. And there's some really interesting things that have happened for you in your life to get you to where you are now. So tell us a little bit about what you do in terms of your health journey, how you're helping people and how you got here. Wow. Okay. Well, um, I started coaching about 13 years ago, um, had a life-changing experience where um, I was rushed to the hospital for an emergency appendectomy and I actually flatlined and um, pretty unusual. You don't usually hear about that, but I did. And I woke up to find out I had several other health issues going on at the same time, but all of them were related and connected to my weight, which was about 405 ish pounds. And, um, so I finally woke up from that situation and I was very, very depressed and to the point where I didn't want to see anyone for about three days. I didn't want to talk to anybody, um, which is not in my character at all. And so um, my husband knew this was something very serious. So um, it took me about three days. And then on the, on the third morning, I woke up and I said, OK, what are we going to do with this? We um, are either going to lay here and waddle in this and just die this way, or we're going to get off our butts and we're going to do something about it. Wow. And um, 
at that time, I had just had my last child, my third, uh, who was actually my first biological child. But all of my children are about three years apart. So I had little guys and my baby was about not even six months old. And so I decided they needed their mom. And so that was my motivation, my, I guess my why. And I got up out of that bed that day and I'm not letting any grass grow under my feet since. I decided I'm gonna lose the weight. I'm gonna do what I need to do. I lost about 193-ish pounds, give or take. And I decided to start learning what I needed to learn about nutrition and eating right and being healthy and exercising. And so I went back to school and got some certifications. And here I am today, people wanted to know what are you doing? What did you do? How are you doing that? And so I decided I would teach other people what I learned. And that's what I did. And so I became a life and health coach, teaching my kids, started out teaching my family, my kids. And then I started teaching clients how to do the same thing. And then somewhere along that way, I it just kind of evolved with metaphysical science and went back to school for that as well. On board now to get my minister's license. Um, in metaphysical science. And um, it opened up a lot of doors for me. I started also connecting with my creative side and I started a line of jewelry that I call Kay's Creations. And I do custom jewelry, stone stuff for people and just enjoying life. Just, you know, having a great time living. This is so incredible. First of all, like congratulations. What a huge accomplishment to go from where you were to where you are. And there's something really interesting that you said, and I don't know, I didn't hear you say this before when we've chatted privately. So I actually got goosebumps on something that you said three times. And that was around the number three. Have you realized how much the number three has actually shown up in your journey for you? You talked about the third day, right? The third day, having that revelation, having the three children, right? Like, I got goosebumps. Yeah. (laughs) I love it when synchronicity comes in through numbers because I really love numerology. It's not one of my, you know, teaching points or where I help clients, but I'm fascinated with it myself and how it's led me on my journey. So like three is an incredibly, I want to say in in terms of religion, it's a very holy number, but in terms Mm. of metaphysics, physics, it's also a very, you know, intuitive and like master leader number. It's connected to divine source. So I feel like there's some major confirmations going on here live on the podcast for where you are in your journey and congratulations. This is an incredible energy behind who you are and and where you are. Wow. That's amazing. Since you said that, I, I actually had to go look that up. Yeah. And, um, it's actually linked to feelings of hope and optimism and balance. Mm-hmm. And so that's amazing. That's amazing. I had never even realized that until you said it. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I feel like we're getting messages from spirit here running back and forth. And this is a, a wonderful Always, every start. Time I talk to you. Wow. <laughs> amazing. I love it. So thank you so much for sharing how, you know, what you intended to do in this life, I feel like on a soul level, didn't necessarily start at the beginning, right? There was challenges that happened before you tapped into all of these amazing pieces to who you are. So mm-hmm. what has it been like in terms of, you know, having family support and going from who you maybe were back then and to who you are now? Well, starting out, 
just to give you a little bit of background, I'm an only child. And so I'm my mother's only. And I was always raised with the idea that I am who I am. And that's just it. You know, I come from a very strong line of women who um, were go-getters. My grandmother was the strongest person I've ever known. So for me, I've never really been big on worrying about what other people think or, or how they feel about what I am or what I do. So it's just kind of always been, I've been in my own lane, I guess, with my own thought patterns. And it's been, I was raised with the idea that that's okay. So in my transition phase, I transitioned because I was raised a cradle Catholic. I was brought up in the church. My mother was actually not Catholic. She was a missionary Baptist. And so when she met my father, his family was very, very strong in their Catholic religion and um, seventh generation at our church. And so my transition was a little bit difficult with my father's side of the family because um, you don't you don't leave the church. You don't leave, you know, your faith and what you were brought up in. And so my father really struggled with the idea of me leaving the church, which happened about two years ago, because he didn't understand. And for me, I didn't understand either (laughs) in the Mm -hmm. beginning. You know, it was something that I had struggled with for about maybe five, six years because I was thinking more about, you know, what's going to happen with my children? What am I, you know, I'm still learning things. So I'm not as, as rooted and founded in what I'm trying to discover as what I knew about Catholicism. So um, it was a little bit difficult. My father and I argued, had, you know, went through it because he just did not like the idea that I was going to leave the church. But with what's going on with him um, and me together, he has recently come around to now where, you know, he will ask me questions about certain things instead of trying to dictate his thoughts to me about what he thinks I should be doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was a very, I guess, not a coming of age, but in a way it was a coming of age, even though, you know, I'm not a teenager. It was, it was kind of like, this is what I found. This is who I am now. This is what I'm doing. And you can get on board if you want, but you don't have to. It's still, my train's still going to keep running. And so he's, he's kind of, um, one thing I can say about my father is he loves me regardless of his superstitions, beliefs, whatever, you know, his whole, whole thing in Catholicism is, is kind of formed who he is which also kind of happens to be male chauvinistic uh, in a way. And I've told him all this, so this won't be a surprise (laughs) if he hears this. Uh, (laughs) But he he has an appreciation, I guess, for me not just saying, parroting something that I've heard, because I'm a type of person that will go and research and dig and find questions to my answers. And so that's what has led me to where I am today. it's not just a fly by night for me kind of thing. And of course, leaving my church that I'd been at for 40 something years um, was not easy for me to do that. This has to be something that I truly believe in. And it is. Yeah. And I really relate and appreciate this so much. I think a lot of our listeners will as well, because 
being raised myself in a Christian household, going to church, you know, every Sunday, my entire life, it was this big integration of like who I am in terms of what my religious teachings have really helped me to grow into and and integrating, like, what is it that I believe that is not necessarily different or conflicting with religion? It's just an opening up of many aspects. Yeah. How have you found that what you knew to be true before has shaped you and either helped or hindered you to where you are now with spirituality? Oh my goodness. It's funny that you say that. And it made me think about my book that I've been putting together. I have my, my book of enlightenment is what I like to call it. It's like all the little trinkets of things that I found along the way. And I did a, I did a dedication to my book because I, I think it's going to be just something that I can pass down to my kids and their kids and their kids, hopefully. And every generation will maybe add to this something that they, things that they learn and find along the way. Because life is just one big learning experience. You never stop learning no matter how old you get. So um, one of the things that I added into that book dedication was how I wanted my, my daughter's family or her children to realize that everything should be able to be explained to a certain point. When a church teaches you their foundations, like, cause I was raised Catholic from birth to, you know, a few years ago, a couple years ago. And I just took certain things as I was told them, you know, I didn't, I didn't research. I didn't dig and try to find, I just took it because that's what the adults told me I should do. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I was raised in that. I was, you know, I went to school with nuns. And so it, it was just, this is what you do. Not why just, this is it. This is what, this is, this is what you do. This is the course. And so one of the things that um, I wanted to make sure, sure she learned and my other two as well is that there are some basic fundamentals of life that we were wrong about. Mm. You know, we, we were not taught the necessary real issue and it is what it is. I mean, you know, many organizations have their own way of looking at things and doing things. And I get that there are some things that, you know, are taught to keep us in line, Mm -hmm. you know, keep everybody conformed and they don't want people to step outside the box. Yeah. But you know, when you've got, Oh gosh, how do I put this for lack of a better, I'm going to say it. (laughs) It may come to bite me later, but when you've got God within you, and, is he, and he's living and dwelling within you. He can't be contained by a box. Yeah. And so you have to be able to step out of that box. You can't just live in that box forever. And so I think that's where my spirituality went. I think it, it said, I've got to get out of this box and I've got to live the life that he intended for me to live. I can't live the yeah. life that per se, the Catholic church intended for me to live. I have to live the life God intended for me to live. And he supersedes everything else. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a really powerful message because for those of you listening that, you know, maybe you're new to spirituality and you're kind of just looking into like, what does this mean for me? I'm feeling a nudge towards opening up my mindset around that box. Maybe that has been information so far in your life. 
it's not about not believing in God. It is about integrating your belief in God into how your personal truth really resonates with you. And for me, it's been this whole expression of just different language almost has been like the catalyst for how it's made sense. And I most definitely believe in God and he resides within the work that I do. And, and sometimes it's more about what is the language? Is it God? Is it source? Right. Is it, is it divinity? What is the word? And who said that the word is the meaning because everybody interprets things differently. And it's more about the feeling that you have, how you bring it into your life. And I've been asked the question before uh, that, well, do you like, you don't believe in God. You believe in the moon, you worship the moon. And I'm like, Oh goodness. No, (laughs) like I so appreciate, you know, people when they ask me this question, because it's an opportunity to explain just like you said, right? Like we've got to have an explanation and meaning behind what we're doing or what is the point? So I love this so much. And how have you found that integrating that part within your family, opening up those conversations? How have you found that the way, you know, maybe you interact with others, say at the dinner table, right? Do you still do your prayer before eating? I know that was something that was really big for me. Yes, of course. Always. Um, my, my prayer jargon has changed. I don't per se. All right. My, my main thing, and I'm going to, I'm going to go just slightly off, but my main thing, um, with prayers is people's jargon. And I am very, very big on who or what we're praying to. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, especially coming from the Catholic church, they took a lot of flack for a lot of that especially maybe about 10 years ago, um, there was a big thing about Catholicism praying to um, saints and, and, and people. And the wording that they like to use is, well, we're not, we're not worshiping people or saints. We, we don't really pray to them. We ask for their intercession. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've heard any about those terms before. That's kind of how the Catholic church teaches mm-hmm. to, to answer those questions. But for me, and, you know, this is someone that was on the council, someone that's, you know, been in a seat of, of um, authority in the church for years. You can, you can mix up the words. You can, you know, use different vocabulary to say what you're trying to say, but ultimately if you're bowing your head, you're folding your hands, you're closing your eyes and you're praying there, whether it's malas, rosaries, whatever, and you're calling a person's name, then you're praying to that person. Mm-hmm. And there's no other way to look at that. I mean, you can call it whatever, but that's essentially what it is. So, you know, my, my words with, with that, I pay very close attention to the words that come out of our mouths. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, when I, when I'm at the table praying, cause my father recently was in the hospital and he asked me to pray over the food that came uh, on the tray. And I said, well, <laughs> and I was shaking my head. I'm going, well, you may not want me to pray. And he goes, oh yeah, I do. I said, well, dad, I don't, I don't pray the way you pray anymore. And he says, it's okay. I just want you to pray. I need, I need to hear a prayer from you. And I said, okay. So I prayed and he was amazed. He was very amazed. Not that I'm this great 
a prayerful person or anything like that. I'm not, a, you know, I don't practice that praying. I just talk to God the way I would talk to my best friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't use, I don't need the angels and the saints per se to talk to them, to talk to him for me. I feel that I can talk to him directly. And I say him, I don't believe he's a him or her, but just out of a lack of a better, I guess, pro pronoun to use, that's where I'm going. But I just feel, you know, anybody can talk to God. Anybody can have a relationship with him. If you want that, it takes your doing to yeah. do that. So you asked me if I pray over food. Yes, I do pray over the food because I'm very thankful. Now my prayers are different as far as, you know, when I pray over food, I pray and I give thanks and I'm grateful for the fact that I have food there to eat. Mm-hmm. The fact that somebody took the time to grow the food that I'm eating. The fact that somebody took the time to prepare the food that I'm eating. So I, I always am coming from a place of gratitude with, with that. I'm one that I feel everything in the universe is connected. And so, you know, I, I say the word God when I'm talking about God, but I don't know that it's like a God issue. You know, I feel like it's everything. Like he's everything. He's the, the universe itself mm-hmm. is, is where I'm going with that. And I think, you know, each of us carry a bit of, of that inside of us. And what we choose to do with it is, is, is our deal. You know, it's, it's up to the individual, whether they let that God aspect within them shine and grow, or they, they cover it up and and smush it down into this tiny little ball and nobody can see it. So, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why I love the word namaste. And I use that as one of my major greetings when I'm talking to people, because I respect that there's God in all of us. There's God in everything. There's God in vegetables. There's God in, in animals. There's, you know, he's, he's everywhere. So yes, praying for food, most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. I do say a prayer over food. <laughs> oh, I love that. You, you said so many amazing, important things here and really just the, the resonance of words and how much our words are so important. And especially during this phase where we're in the fresh start of a cycle. New moon is always about where you're not only setting intention, but it's more about how you feel. So you spoke beautifully into that because it's more about, well, what is the feeling that you're essentially, you know, bringing into that prayer? It's the gratitude, right? It's, it's an undeniable feeling and it's not as much about the specific words that you're saying, but where they're coming from and that place within you that is God, that is light. And this is where I I love the term light worker so much, because I see that almost as like pulling inside of you, that God source and showing it out to the world and doing the workings and the teachings of, you know, essentially what the Bible and what all of our teachings have attempted to describe to us and, you know, bring into humanity, the essence is there. It's just, how is it you're expressing? So you're feeling like, 
you know, you're a healer or a light worker or a spiritual entrepreneur, somebody that is here to make a difference in the world through what you know to be true and to shine your light. This is the starting of your phase to do that, where you get to decide how is it that I want to feel and how do I want to bring that into the world? This is your foundation laying phase. So knowing that we've got this energy of Gemini coming in with this new moon right now, it is your signal to get out of your own way. (laughs) Gemini is all about being that, you know, fun and extrovert sort of impulsive sometimes energy and where you can use this for your advantage is when you know what we're at the beginning phase, we know that it's all about tapping into shining your light. Where is that feeling coming from? Take that additional step this week to say, okay, I'm going to tap into the feeling that I want to have in my own life. And then think about how do you intend that out for others? What is your mantra? What is your prayer? What is your intention? Maybe that's for your family to start off with. If you're having struggles within relationships or integrating who you are in your new stage of life, or maybe that's with clients. So just allow this week to really bring out what you want to express to the world and don't just keep it to yourself. The Gemini signal here is really about extroverting that into the world, allowing for your light to shine and take that impulsive energy and go with the flow. When you have an opportunity to talk about what you do, take the opportunity. (laughs) That's the opportunity to shine your light. Right. So I love how much this conversation is just beautifully woven into where we are energetically. And Karen, I just think you're fantastic. I love your energy so much. What you're about. Is there anything that you feel would be a nice little tip or resource for our listeners today if they're starting on a fresh path or maybe attempting to change their life in some way? Wow. What I can say that I've learned starting on my path is go with your instincts. They never, ever lead you wrong. (laughs) Never, ever. Um, If you're going to make a decision or you're trying to figure out which way to go, listen to yourself. Listen to your inner self because it is your strongest guiding point. The strongest thing you have, it's, it's almost like the universe inside you gave you a navigation system and that's it. And the more you learn to use it and stay in tune with it and tap into it, the stronger it gets. Yeah. Oh, this is, I got goosebumps and it's really interesting because I will tell for you that I intended during us speaking here to get a particular sign. There's something I want to ask you, Karen, afterwards, I'm going to leave our listeners hanging because there's something I want to ask you. And I asked for a sign internally here to say, if I get that sign or symbol or nudge to ask you this next step, there's something I would love to also do with you and collaborate with. And uh, I'm going to leave our our listeners hanging. Maybe we'll collaborate on something else and I'll be able to share then. But you said the word, I'm going to tell you, I kid you not. You just said the word that I asked and that word was navigation. Wow. Oh, wow. So this is really cool. Thank you so much for that tip, because I think that really speaks to many of us and where we are. And definitely I'm going to listen to my gut and my instincts after this call here and and talk to you a little bit more about something that's coming up. I think you'd be amazing for, 
and tell, yeah. So, you know, sorry for the cryptic nicks, everybody, but this is kind of how we roll. It's like secret society around here. So you'll have to stay tuned <laughs> for, for more of coach K tell us where we can find you. Where's the best place to connect? Um, best place to connect is going to be on my website at kscompletehealth.net. There is a wide variety of things on there. So just go on there and take a look around and you can always um, send me a message from there. Also, I am on Facebook. I am K's Complete Health, I believe is listed on Facebook, but I'm also listed as Karen Clopton Holloway on Facebook as well. So either one of those two ways will find me and I'm here. You're here. And I will make sure that all of those links are in our description below so that everybody can connect with you. And thank you again for being here. This has been amazing. And I'm excited to uh, continue our conversation off air. Me too. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, everybody stay tuned. More secret society tips and tools for moon energy and how to work it into your life and business. I'm just beaming with light over here, thinking about what's possible for you in your life. Be excited for change. Give yourself permission to grow and share this space with me weekly to tap into that potential. If you're intrigued to know more about my story of rock bottom to passion filled and spiritually inspired, grab your copy of my best selling book, Home of the Soul, on my website www.coachkady.com. And remember, Katie is spelled K-A-D-Y. While you're there, check out all of the ways to create magic in your own life, including Moon Logic Magic School, spiritual coaching, and options to visit the Enchanted Forest. Remember to sign up for your free monthly Moon Magic Calendar to know when the moon is shifting and how to harness that energy to grow your business. And connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Katie Romaniolo or MoonLogic.official. This has been the Moon Magic Podcast. Until next week, I love you to the moon and back.